1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. got to
0: take it. He's got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything.
1: You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent I didn't think.
0: All right, let's get right to it. All right, after 141 days, uh, the Ryan and Goodman podcast comes to you talking actual NBA basketball that counts, that matters, Robert Ryan. and. Uh, you're smiling. I'm smiling because we had a doubleheader last night, and uh, now it gets going, and uh, last night was fun. I mean, listen, it, it was different. We know that. We knew it was going to be different. Uh, what what stood out to you more than anything else? Was it the virtual fans? Were you upset
1: that you weren't one of the virtual fans? I would have loved to have been one of the virtual fans. But what stood out to me was how relatively normal it was. It, yeah. They made it. They have packaged it so that we sit at home and you're not, it's not jumping out at you. It's not screaming at you. This is, there's no fans. There's no fans. This is artificial. This is different. This is crazy. Uh, No, I I, I didn't deter from my interest or or ability to enjoy the game at all. I'll give them credit. Uh, I'm I'm already, you know, because I'm a little bit on board with it from baseball already, but this is the one I wanted to see, and I think it worked out very well.
0: So for me, it's a little different. So I've been where they're having all these games. Yeah, see, I know I've, I've been there that. for years because that's where they have AAU basketball. So yeah. I started. So this isn't as different because when you cover AAU basketball, you can hear everything everybody says, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can hear the parents yelling certainly. <laughs> they're they're the, that's the most vocal, yeah. uh, but you can hear the coaches yelling. Uh, you can hear the the refs yelling at the pl- obviously. There's not as much bitching and complaining from the players at that level as there is in the NBA. And that that's going to be the fun part, I think, oh. uh, to some degree, how the mics catch some of these guys uh, trash-talking, it's whining. Be- I mean, think of how, how much these guys whine to the officials
1: over There's and got over. To be an F-bomb. There's got to be an F-bomb coming, you know. Uh, but I'm going to tell you a quick story about sound, about, about the NBA games. The Celtics, once upon a time – averaged about 8,000 people a night. This is pre Cowan's. Yep. Okay. This is the 69, 70s. And then when I even got Cowan's 70, 71. So one night uh, I'm sitting at the at court side and uh, a foul is called uh, on, on the Celtics. And before the shot, I mean, before uh, anything happened, that timeout was called. Got so it. when they resumed play, the opposing player and opposing player went to the free throw line and I'm sitting at the, at the court side. And I say to no one in particular, he wasn't shooting. And Richie powers, the legendary referee who by the way was actually, we were good acquaintances. You know, we, we had a good relationship. He came over to me and said, you shut your mouth. I'll have you thrown out of here. <laughs> so there's my, there's my, you know, vacuum. That goes back to it anyway. So I just had to get that one out there. And then Richie and I were good. For, were, for
0: yeah, I, I, listen, I have no. I, what can we complain about? We we were watching NBA basketball that actually mattered. Uh, again, I thought the you know the virtual fans was probably a little much um, at times. Maybe distracting a little bit at times, but I, I'm not complaining. I'm not. I mean, to me. Um, and I actually thought the quality of play was much better. I mean, think about it. Utah and New Orleans came out, and, and they were on fire, and then they settled down and couldn't make yeah. a shot for a while. Um, I, I think, those- listen, the, the biggest thing for me last night, the Lakers-Clippers game we'll get to in a minute, but the biggest thing for me was this minute restriction on Zion Williamson oh. and how they are treating him like a toddler, Bob, a toddler. The guy, I get he's had injury Uh, you know, in his past. Okay. I understand um, they're trying to get his body right, the way he runs correctly, all of that. He he left the bubble for a matter of days to go tend to a family issue. He came back. My guess is he was still in shape, even taking four days away from the bubble and not practicing. Why? You know, to me, if you're going to listen, if you're going to show up, Play the guy, play the guy 20 20. I'm not saying you got to play him 35 minutes, but not to have a minute at the end of that game um, to me for Alvin Gentry, uh, that's going to cost them. I mean, I, I think they had a chance to maybe, they should have won that game. Yeah. Um,
1: I, if you're going to have a, a time restriction, you know, apparently it was 15 minutes roughly. Yeah. All right. You got to portion it better. You, you can't, you got to portion it better so that. In case you get into a scenario such as they did last night, you don't want them on the bench the final seven minutes and 19 seconds of a two-point game of uh, what turned out to be a two-point down to the last second shot game. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. No, I, I agree with you completely. Uh, and, I, and Alvin had to, you know, toe a party line delicately, and you know, uh, after not his
0: ball. right? He's do- oh. he's doing what he's told minutes wise, but he could have allocated those minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I differently. I, I, now, but the
1: other thing about that game, who up there? The, the basketball gods got together and they said, we, we, "We're gonna, we're gonna really ju- uh, juice up the plot." Who gets the first two points of the new season?
0: Yeah. gotta give it who to. Who gets right? the last
1: two points to win the game yeah. from the free throw line? From well, folks, if you don't know who we're talking about, his initials are RG.
0: And, and, and the crazier part, up. Bob. The crazier part is that he got those final points. From who? Donovan Mitchell, they didn't get along at all after obviously Donovan was pissed off that Rudy uh, had COVID and didn't take the precautions and um, Donovan ended up getting it. They did not get along for for much of the quarantine. And I'm told, according to my source, once they got to Orlando, it all kind of changed. It all changed and both kind of let bygones be bygones. And, uh, And I think, honestly... If you think about it for the chemistry of that team going forward and giving them a chance to to advance, I'm not saying Utah's going to win it all. They're not. They're not that no. good. Um, but for for them to win a, a first-round playoff series, I think that was a big moment, the fact that Donovan Mitchell dropped the ball off to Rudy Gobert in the biggest moment of the game and said, hey, I trust
1: you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Definitely. And he stepped up and knocked in free throws very nicely. And 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 I was but Dad, you can't talk about it. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, of all ironic things that would to happen, or Rudy Gobert, you know, to 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 be the the beginning and the end of the whole story. But uh, anyway, yeah, that that was very 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 interesting.
0: Are, are you as on board with the future of the New Orleans Pelicans as I am? I I, I love that you know watching Brandon Ingram in the first half, Bob. Yeah. I never thought Brandon Ingram would be, and his second half was was equally as bad for the most part. But but he was so good in the first half, and, and his shot has gotten so much better. He's able to put it on the floor. And and, and I think the biggest difference in Brandon Ingram also is his confidence because he was he's a real quiet kid. Uh, he kind of looks like he's sleepy. You look at his eyes, and they're kind of half <laughs> open all the time. You don't know whether he's in the game or not. But, man, I'll tell you what, they, they got a good player out of him. And Lonzo was terrible last night. Uh, shooting the ball, but he's better than that. I, you know, listen. They were never going to get full value for 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 you know uh, Anthony Davis, New Orleans. Yeah, but I thought they, you know, at least they got a potential All Star here in Brandon Ingram, and uh, and Lonzo is certainly pretty good as well. He, he again, he didn't he didn't play well.
1: I joined the Ingram fan club last year. I really did. I I I saw I, I said I liked them because I've been kidding about him since day one as the best skinny player. Of the last 40 years, I I, I, I so can't true. remember. You you can't tell me you can remember a better skinnier player than than Brandon Ingram. Other than Kevin Durant,
0: are, nope. are you, you, you taking KD out it of the equation?
1: He makes Kevin Durant look like Zion for Christ's sake. I mean, <laughs> uh, the legs, it's the calves. He's got the skinniest calves of of, of of NBA. I'm just saying, it was just it it, it was noticeable to you know. To me. But anyway, no, he's a he he can play this game, yeah. and I think yeah, he's I think really they really good. He's I mean, a
0: Reddick was a great addition by David Griffin because um, you could just see, even even defensively, they'd make a play, uh, somebody would make a shot for New Orleans on the offensive end, and immediately Reddick would grab Ingram and tell him, no, no, over there, defensively. Yeah, yeah. You go over there. Like, like, he's just so cerebral. He's been playing for so long. He makes big shots. He wants to take big shots. Uh, I just thought it, it was such a wasted opportunity by New Orleans, and now they're in... Uh, for, they're behind Memphis, Portland, Sacramento. They're not catching uh, – I don't think they're going to catch Memphis. If, if anybody's catching Memphis, to me now, it's Portland. Portland. Um, and I'd like to see Portland catch them, to be honest. because By the way,
1: Memphis uh, has a tough road. Do they? To keep your head above water. i heard Here's that. What they got. Here's what they got. They got Portland. Yeah. San Antonio. Uh, then they got the Pelicans. Utah. OKC, okay, and then they end up Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee. Yeah,
0: huh? yeah that's not going
1: to. We're going to have a tough road. I, I think Portland
0: probably takes them. Yeah, you know that, that that would be my guess. I think New Orleans, if they had won last night, um, you you know you know the league was upset about that one. You
1: know, but are we talking about actually overtaking them, or, or you know, or, or getting into the the playoff, getting the, into the playoff the eight nine the eight nine. Right, getting into By the, the way, we got to talk about that. Yeah, I didn't even discover this. Or, or pay any attention yep. to it. because I wasn't focusing in on anything until a couple of days ago, when I got with, with wind of this eight nine format. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm saying now, let's be honest: is could there be any other reason? Are we are we, are, are we allowed to to put on our our, our cynic I mean, I'm going to jump from skepticism to cynicism. How how? What other possible wow. reason could there be for this format other than the 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 the? the desire to get you-know-who into the playoffs.
0: Explain the format. to, to Okay, but uh, if,
1: if the gap between eight and nine is four games or fewer then eight <laughs> stays, but if the gap between eight and nine when this eight-game season, little mini-season's over, is fewer than four, eight and nine will play in a little playoff in which nine has to win two games and eight would only have to win one. Ridiculous, now, and, right? Ridiculous, and, who and, and came East, up with this. But I don't know. I'd like to know. Oh, would you like here to brainstorm on that one? But you know, come on. We, if anybody that can't, that, that how can we have, think there's any other reason than than the, the the fervent hope of getting Zion into the playoffs? Yeah, you know? no. And, I mean, and, and against, it's going to backfire.
0: It's going to, it's going to backfire, in and the guy who I think, is. honestly, to me. I don't know where you stand on this. Zion played 19 games this past season, and everybody's giving him Rookie of the Year because oh. he was dominant in those 19. He was no doubt; he was terrific. But a guy named John Morant played—I don't know, you know, 60, 20, 70, whatever. Right, a know. lot more, three times as many good. games. Yeah, and he was pretty damn good. And oh, by the way, he's got his team today where they'd be in the playoffs. And and if and if this garbage weren't going on. Uh, Memphis would be in their four games up on Portland and all, yeah. these, all these other teams if the NBA decided to do it the way they probably should have which is just bring the top eight from each league just forget about all this other BS let Thank them play you. some exhibitions and let's let's get the playoffs going here because nobody listen there's a game early today here, here are the couple games early today at four o'clock we've got Phoenix Washington you excited to see that game Bob
1: Oh, man, I gotta. I guess I'm going to have to rearrange my entire schedule. Clear it, clear it yeah. out
0: for Phoenix oh, and Washington. Oh man, that's,
1: exciting. That, that's a
0: meaningful game.
1: Ah, uh, Washington. You know, I, 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 no, nobody maybe. wants to see those games.
0: Why? No. I mean, no, even no. Orlando, Brooklyn at two thirty. Like really- Brooklyn,
1: Brooklyn's. they You know, they're a the CBA gonna, they, team. I think they activated Super John Williamson for this game, Brooklyn. I'm not sure, but t- seriously,
0: they—they, they, I mean, they might as well have brought back Michael Ray Richardson.
1: Oh yeah, so you know? no, no, no. I said from the beginning they had the perfect opportunity because they had a nice, clear-cut delineation between eight and nine. They had no—no no one could argue there'd been no possibility of anyone arguing that uh, it was there. That could have done it that way. It would have been—it would have been logical. Now, un- unlike hockey, hockey not—not not so clear-cut. And they, uh, right. but, but the NHL didn't have this situation, but the NBA did have it. It was sitting there for them. But then again, oh, that would have left certain party, a certain team, a certain player out of the mix, and we can't, can't have that, that can't Cannot we? do
0: that. Um, <laughs> going, going back before the game started, uh, both teams uh, of both games kneeled. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Um, a good gesture that just shows you how far we've come since Colin Kaepernick, oh, right. because it's now it's being celebrated where obviously Kaepernick was uh, vilified Almost universally, um, years ago. Now well, we've
1: got we've, we're four years down the road on this, and, and, and an awful lot has happened, and 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 uh, a lot of people had eyes opened, shall we say, uh, a lot of white people, to be honest, honestly, and uh, and all that. Although you know, the the real overriding issue, which no one ever wants to address, which was even addressed today in the Boston Globe by uh, Jeff Jacoby on the uh, op-ed page, and I endorse it, is playing the anthem at all is Long past its shelf life, it should never. For people who don't know, it started in 1918 uh, during uh, during World War One and uh, World Series 1918 World Series, Red Sox and the Cubs, and and that's for the first time it was played as a, a patriotic gesture and in, in, in wartime, and it caught on. It caught. On. Now at that point, you know, it wasn't even official the national anthem. I don't believe that the Star Spangled Banner became the official anthem until 1931, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway. That, but it's caught on, and and you know you don't when you go to the Broadway theater you don't have it. When you go to a concert you don't have it. Uh, you know it's it's, it's sports, and it, it it's always been a little uh, dubious anyway. But now in this supercharged world and atmosphere, intense and world we're living in, uh, you know the, the, it has taken on a such a larger symbolic meaning for people, I and mean, everybody's lining up as always on one side or the other.
0: You wonder if if we have a new uh, presidential regime here. You wonder if, if, if there is a movement to get rid, because it's obviously not going to happen with Trump.
1: No. Oh, oh no, 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 and uh, you know so, and of course, outdoor events. We got then yeah, of course the flyovers, and oh my God, you know we don't we don't want to. I don't want to get too far off the track on this. But no, you... uh, yes, but back to what you were saying, it was a very uh, t- emotional, touching just uh, uh, approach to it. I, I wonder if good. they'll
0: do that every game throughout mm-hmm. the entire uh, season. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. And then Donovan Mitchell shows up a- after. You see this in, in, in his post game wearing a bulletproof vest.
1: No, a, I didn't know about this. Yeah. All right, that, you know, now, you don't want – how far do we want to take? All right. Well, I, and, that, and that's – I need to take I'm, a deep breath and step back on that one. I, I, I don't know what he's trying to – I mean, I guess I can see what he's trying to prove, but, boy. I mean, well,
0: Barkley, Barkley said before the game, I thought, I love Chuck. I, I really wow. do. I think Chuck just – he speaks his mind and he generally yeah. hits it. Sometimes he'll swing and miss. Like Yeah, he's
1: he sweating he sweat and throwing and missed a few times. But
0: He does. He does. But I'll tell you what, what he said here was, listen, um, I, I get players having their platforms. I understand it. But he said people also watch this game for entertainment value. And to kind of get away from their real world problems right now, and they've got it a whole lot worse than those okay. guys in the bubble. And yeah. they want to watch basketball. They want to watch sports. They want a sense of normalcy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, to see like Donovan Mitchell on a bulletproof. I get he's trying to make a statement. I understand it, but then I hope that's yeah.
1: a one-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you know but again it. it'll be interesting. We get it, but oh, you know, yeah, but this is so the case in so many uh, uh, areas of. Uh, our, our existence right now. Where do you draw the line? Right. You know where 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 do you draw the line? You know it's about with the statues. You know but they want to they want to impact change, Bob. That
0: that that's ultimately
1: they they feel
0: a lot of the players from talking to them that if they don't keep up this movement down there, it's going to be all about. Well, Donovan Mitchell had the pass to Rudy Gobert, and and Utah came back, and the Lakers beat the Clippers, and LeBron had the the play at the end of the game, and. And, and and everything else is going to go away. They're they're afraid of that, which I understand. But I think there's uh, there's other ways that they can still further the cause. Sports keep coming back. So does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering par- partner BetOnline.ag. Uh, Major League Baseball has already started. Uh, there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. We got an NBA that's started now. Uh, NFL is not that far away. Uh, and as the sports uh, seasons start to return, Ben Online has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robert Ory, the seven time NBA champ, and Harold Reynolds uh, from Major League Baseball to get their opinions on what it will be like uh, playing without fans in what they have called the pandemic. Uh, visit benonline.ag to today to check out all the odds and up to date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. There's a bunch of them. Uh, so, bet online, uh, make sure you go to it. You're online wagering experts.
1: That said, I going to applaud uh, LeBron's uh, take the other day on it not to, he doesn't like the word movement, you know, because it implies that it's a, something that could be uh, temporary. Right. It could be something that will eventually go away or not no longer be needed. It will, there will be an end. And of course, obviously that's not the case. No. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, he's going to say, it's not a move. I, it's a it's a way of life. You know, I get up in the morning. I'm still, I may be LeBron. I may be uh, wealthy beyond belief. I may be the best basketball player in the world. I'm still a, a black man in America. And, and uh, it, it is a different way of existence for me than it is for, you and me, Jeff. And, and, and so that's the point he's trying to make. And I thought that was a very well put uh, argument that he, that he formulated. Uh,
0: Yeah, no, no no doubt. It'll be interesting again to see like today, five or six games, how many players are are trying to make statements. Oh, Um, you know, again, listen, I I understand it. I'm all for it. Um, but I also, I, I do, you're watching basketball right now to be entertained, to watch basketball. And once they get off the court, if you want to try to do, you know, listen, they've got their, pla- their social media platforms. They can, they can do whatever they want there. And, and lots
1: of time on their hands. Lots of
0: time. Lots
1: <laughs> <laughs> of time on their hands to, to do whatever they choose in that regard. Do Speaking
0: whatever. of which, um, uh, so I, I'm not a golfer at all. Not a golfer. But I played twice over the last three weeks with my nephew, who's, who's here. Uh, he's about 27, 28 years old. We played a course down in Newbury, just a nine hole course. And I probably played 50 times in my life. And I enjoy it, but it's, it's obviously frustrating. So I, I read a story in the Globe recently that Jason Tatum took up golf. I don't know if you saw this. I, yeah. So, so, and then I've seen his swing. They've shown, you know, there's been videos of his swing, and he's freaking hammering the ball 300-plus yards. And I'm like, all right, you know what? <laughs> I, te- I texted him, and I said, like, give me the name of your guy. Like, whoever it is here, <laughs> I'm, 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 I got to get a lesson that's from this guy, and I'm going to go. I'm going to take my daughter, I think, and my wife good. might even come. I don't know. But uh, but I think he goes to a place in Natick, uh, or he went to this guy in Natick. So that's I reached good. out, and and hopefully uh, my golf game – because you know, you play so well for like six holes, and then you suck for the next three. And it's like, it's so frustrating. The only good thing this time of year for me is, and ordinarily, it's not the case. I actually felt like for those two hours that I was on the course, I didn't really look at my phone, which generally yeah. I do. even oh, if yeah. I golf Before there's been, you know, breaking news, something <laughs> where I'm not able to relax. So, I, uh, you know, I'm going to give this golf thing a try. I think for a little while, just because again, I got some time on my hands and it's a sport that, you know, you can play, um, you know, into your, your, your
1: later years. Right. Oh, and right now, yeah. Do you play, have you ever taken up golf? Never. First played golf when I was 12 years old and never got good. I never got good at it, but, and all I ever did was make, get make longer mistakes i used to kid about that you know but i love i like it a lot i wish i were uh, i wish i and i've been threatened i've been threatening for like 25 years every year this year i'm going to play more you no know and, and i it doesn't you know it just it's, it's everything it takes to play you know you're going to get somebody to play with you're going right. to go show up i mean on and on and on you know but yep. but i would in the abstract yes I and i loved covering it I really did. And I had a a good run started uh, at at the majors and the Ryder cup in 97 uh, starting on my, and, and I had until I retired officially in 2012. So about 15 years there, I did a lot of, you know, big time golf and, 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 and always felt like so many other people, I'll be there when tiger passes Jack. There was no question that when I, you know, when you saw him in 2009, uh, that you you know it was just a matter the of, a conclusion. of years trying to get them. All right, we all know what's happened, and that's another story. So anyway, I, yeah, I really enjoy covering golf, and people. Uh, and the other thing, it answers the question I, I would get: What's your favorite sport to cover? And I and they assume I'm going to say basketball or baseball, and I say no, it's golf, and that's logistics. It's the one sport that TV can't, and I'll use it right here: fuck up. <laughs> TV can't screw you up, and you know, as a writer, that got to be in the daylight. Yeah. You no. Know, yep. so that you get now you can have your, your deadline. You don't have the onerous deadlines that you That's have right. with everything yep. else now. You know, and, and the worst they can do to you is start the final round on Sunday at three o'clock Eastern rather than two. That's the worst they can do to you, you know, as a, as a writer. So I enjoy covering golf and I like writing golf. And, um, you know, I, I, one of the regrets I have is that I never really got serious enough to, to enjoy it even more. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't know if I will, but but you know how, how it is too, right? You do it a couple times, then you're gonna take well, the plunge and buy buy you know a set of clubs for you know well, however much money, and then you gotta well, play.
1: Well, you know, and, and of course, my the recent years, my playing is reasonably restricted to scrambles. With you know, I'm going to yeah. be playing one in a couple of weeks, and the thing about that is, you know, I always say to people, I may have a putt in me. <laughs> you know i may if i i may have a putt in me you know and it's that's exactly it. what happened last time i you know at least i mean, I won one hole for our group with a, with a you know a <laughs> that oh, was yeah. your
0: contribution one yeah. hole
1: yeah i mean i say i may have a putt in me you know but that's a, other than that don't you know, don't expect a whole lot
0: so. well <laughs> listen we didn't know what to expect last night out of uh lakers clippers i mean yeah. both are shorthanded right i mean lakers are gonna be without avery bradley for good rondo will be back in a few weeks so they're they're relying on like Alex Caruso, who looks like he's fifty, and Dion Waiters, who and J.R. Smith, who were kind of out of the league a little bit, and and then you got on the other side uh, the Clippers, Lou Williams. Obviously, we we I don't know if we've even talked about his, his mishap, but we oh. can. Uh, Mytres Harrell, not there. Yeah.
1: Uh, so can't so be it, it was
0: it was kind of you know the good thing is you had your four stars right. You you had those guys. You had LeBron and AD yeah. on one side. You had Kawhi and Paul George on the other. So that was uh, enough, because I think if one of those guys was missing, it would have taken away from it a little bit. But uh, it it was fun. I mean, listen, kind of went back and forth a little bit. You thought the Lakers were going to pull away early. Then the Clippers took the lead, and you were wondering whether the Lakers had enough left in the tank. But I'll, I'll tell you what, LeBron made the biggest plays at the end of the game. But Anthony Davis is the difference maker for that. He's, oh, he's, he's raining threes like he – now I saw him back when he was a junior in high school, Bob. Mm-hmm. And some of the things he could do then, it, it was so different because when he got to Kentucky, he, Cal Perry kind of stuck him in the post some, and he wasn't the same player that, that you're seeing now that, again, was like a 6'2 guard when 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 he was like a freshman in high school. So he's got some of that incredible agility for a guy his size and his length and to be able to make those threes like he did last night to kind of get get them back um in front he he honestly he's one of the top 5 players in the game right now he just,
1: no, he's, he's a wonderful player. Now, he, didn't he have one of those big growth spurts and during which he was able to maintain his, his guard skills? Yep. His, 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 he, he, uh, he, and now suddenly he's doing stuff at 6'10", rather than 6'2", or 3. You know, and, uh, that, that, you, know you can say it's fluid. He's fluid. The game, the game flows out of him. There's certain people like that, that that, that just flows out of him um, very definitely. And, of course, then he goes, steps up and makes all the free throws he needed to make, too, as well. No, that was something. My, it was my favorite. I I love games. As, as opposed to even to games that are close 2.4 point the whole game I love momentum shift games I like games in which somebody's up by 10 the other team yep. makes a run they go up by eight the other team makes a counter charge it's ex- that was one of the classics of that last night right down to the Clippers making a big rush and get the the, the three by George you know and then you know LeBron who's not having a great Particularly great offensive game. Nope. By the way, you know he did have his eleven rebounds when you weren't looking. You know, just a me, It's like when my guy, when Larry would have some nights, Larry would go. You know, maybe he might go six for nineteen. Oh yeah, we had fourteen rebounds. He had eight assists. You know, well, and LeBron guards. up. Uh, I love the end because this was nineteen fifty eight all over again. I, I, uh, LeBron goes into the middle of the lane, thinks he's hit, yeah. uh, doesn't get the call, puts it up, and rebounds his own shot and if you see the, the replay all five clippers right there are around him all five, not three not four all five he's the only lakers shirt in the picture and he and he guides up you know the, the the put the in-air put back you know and of course all i'm thinking about when i'm watching that is. You know when when I grew up, and I suppose even when you grew up, you know the the mantra from the coach was, follow your shot. You know, and, and, it's, and follow, I mean follow everything. Every youth game, right? I mean, I remember taking my kids and my grandchildren and watching them play. Still, follow your shot. And of course, now that is not the way you play basketball at the highest level. Now, you get back on defense. You don't follow your shot. You get your ass back on defense. You know, this, the, and okay, he follows his shot to win the game and that's what I'm thinking about it's a it it was so it's it's like it's like Elgin Baylor it was it wasn't has come back you know to play I loved it
0: I just you know again I love watching LeBron and Kawhi go at it Mm. there's something about those two guys that that again they're so different in a lot of ways but so yet so similar right neither came out of of high school or college's shooters at all and neither are great shooters but Kawhi turned himself into a pretty damn good shooter for a guy that couldn't make one at San Diego State. Uh, LeBron has never been a great shooter, but makes enough of them. Yeah. Um, they're both elite defenders. Obviously, Kawhi does it all the time now. Uh, LeBron plays it when he wants to. He did it in the last possession. Oh, sure he did. He did a really good job moving his feet on that last possession to, to keep up with Kawhi. Uh, but, but again, he's going to at his age. Obviously, you have to take plays off it. At, at I his age. spots. Uh, I just I, I love both those guys for for kind of what they encompass. Obviously, LeBron more of a facilitator, a, a better passer, an elite passer. Kawhi is not that, but um, they they just they're two of the best players we're we're, we're going to see. To oh. me, when they obviously we know LeBron's there, LeBron's already there in the Mount Rushmore, close to it. Um, can Kawhi get there, Bob? Can Kawhi get there if he wins a couple more titles?
1: If he wins a couple more titles, it'll elevate his status for sure. You know, I mean, uh, right now, if you're talking about, uh, you know, we're going to numerically talking about top 10 players, 20 players, you know, obviously LeBron's in the top five, and and, and the the discussion is to send the individual greatest all around along with Michael. Uh, Kawhi's not in that level yet, Uh, and I don't anticipate that we'll ever view him in that regard. I think he's going to be more in the, uh, you know, the top – Fifteen discussion, maybe you know, the a la, uh, uh, you know, with a la Duncan, for example. You know,
0: okay. Where where do you consider Paul Pierce? Where where do you consider? See, I don't. I've never considered Paul Pierce as a top fifty player of all time. I, I just haven't. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. to me, Kawhi is gonna. I think when he he's much better, in my opinion, than Paul
1: Pierce as a player. Maybe. Yes. I'm, I'm crazy. Well, I, I, if I had to go, look. If I, if you give me prime of life, you know, health, uh, I, I, who I'm going to pick which one to be in my team uh, you know, to win this game tonight. Okay, I'll take Kawhi because I know I know he's going to guard. And, I mean, Paul came around. You know, he got religion. You know, he really, basically, really got it when when Garnett showed up and he had a chance to win.
0: Exactly. And
1: then he, then he plugged into the program. He was never the guy he, that was never that kind of play, defensive player before that, but, but once that, everything changed when, you know, when he got these two new teammates in the night in 2007. Okay, fine. And from that point on, he was, he was, a, he, was he could be in a, no, he's not in that category. So I absolutely, I would take the vintage Kawhi over vintage Pierce. I never really thought about uh, this idea of where Pierce fits in a, in, in a pantheon of the top 50. I only think about him in terms of the Celtics thing. Cause we got a Celtic Rushmore that no one can reasonably argue about yep. when you consider historical import as well as, you know, actual raw talent. Cause it's Russ and, and, and chronologically speaking, you know, sure. it's, it's, it's Koozie Russell, how would Sure. And the next question is who's the, who's your fifth next Celtic? And there's two candidates, I think yeah. Pierce and McHale. And, and, you know, and I'll, and I, and I
0: I'd go McHale. I, I'm a, I'd I'm go McHale the, every day to me. Okay.
1: But Pierce, I say this, I'm the guy, you know, I mean, you know, by the way, that took a lot of shit for it in, in some, you know, and, and, and you would really take it today because Twitter hadn't really come of age in 2002 or so, but I'm the guy who after watching him in a playoff series against Indiana, when he, when he, uh, you know, I used to call it, he bamboozled his way to 40 points by, you know, with his 19, with his wonderful way to draw thousands. He's the best Individual offensive machine in the history of the Celtics. People say, oh, my God, Larry Bird, John Havlicek. Larry Bird sometimes needed help to get his shot off. Sure. You know, he needed help. Paul Pierce never, never, never needed any help to get his shot. And we're talking about a three. uh, He had the ball-handling ability and the ability to clear his space, get his three. Much like a la Curry. You know, he had that ability to get that. He, go, he goes, it was He's a great finisher on the break, great going to the hoop, excellent free throw shooter. He's just a constant, he's the best all around. Havlicek, you know, uh, was great without the ball. Um, and, you know, God knows I'm not, uh, you, know, my, you know, I feel about John Havlicek. But Paul Pierce is supposed to integrate greatest individual offensive force in the history of the Celtics. I believe, believe that. And yeah, I,
0: I, listen, I, 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 I was heresy to hear
1: people when I said it 18 oh. years ago. That was
0: heresy. Right. I, I think that the thing with Paul Pierce is again, he's like a deceptive athlete. He's not an elite level athlete. He no. just he is such a wide array of offensive skills and ways to score the basketball. He uses angles so well, uh, pump fakes so well, step back. Like you said, he creates space.
1: He just scores in every which way. That's what I that's why I I that's why I anointed him. And by the way, I said there were two guys who, in our time, in the recent time, who would were uh, the ultimate throwback players. That they would, you, you could picture them. You could close your eyes and picture them in 1958 as well as now. The other guy being Manu Ginobili, yeah, and yeah. so many of the same attributes as as, yep. as Pierce. You know, and I and I, I did I did once write later on that he bamboozled uh, Pierce he bamboozled his way to like 40 points, you know, or something with the, and you know and, and and it was a flopper you know, to get, I mean, uh, yep. you know, he, he, he had, to, Oh man, he had every trick, all the old school's tricks to go you know, the with the with modern gears. to go with, yeah. To go with the three point capability that, that is the hallmark of a 21st century player. He's the absolute best com- combination. And, and Ginobili very, very similar in my mind in, in that regard.
0: I, I would love to see your list. Have you ever done a list of your top 50 players?
1: i mean, my top I you 50 you have
0: at some point. No, not really. Top. I, I
1: uh, you know, I I no, not in fifty. I, I usually worry about top ten or twenty I know.
0: But ten's kind of I don't want to say easy, but but it's it's more defined. The top ten oh. I, I think are not again, the top no, you're right. 10
1: it's a there's a pretty good general consensus. The big problem I have with people, uh the, the big interloper in yeah. the top ten discussion for me that people stick in there is Shaq. I don't want Shaq in the top ten. No, I mean, uh maybe. and he's, he's He's not even the fourth best center. The fourth best center is Elijah Wan. And he might be the fifth best center, but that's we can argue that too. But yeah,
0: he's, I, again, I have a hard time putting Paul Pierce in my top 50.
1: Okay, you know, yeah. I'd have
0: to do my whole top 50, but no, I did I it a the, couple of years ago. And, and I just think to me, Kawhi Leonard is going to end up oh. somewhere in that 20 ish range. I think when he ends his career, I think he mm-hmm. ends it that high. I think he wins. Maybe a couple more titles. Mm-hmm. I really do because I think you're going to have a changing of the guard here soon. Let's face it, right? I mean, yeah, LeBron's going to be out soon. Chris Paul's yeah. going to be out soon. KD, we don't know how effective he's going to be. He's thirty. What is he? Thirty-two 31, now?
1: Thirty-one.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be thirty-two before he plays again.
1: I so, miss seeing him. By the way, I miss him seeing him play. Yeah. Yeah, I you're right. Him. I didn't think. I want to see him
0: again. I'm. Looking. I actually listen. I'm, I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing Brooklyn next year with KD and Kyrie. <laughs> I, I am. I am. And by the way, can, can we say, can we give Kyrie some props here? Because he deserves it. For what he did for those WNBA players who opted out, Kyrie started a fund and, and $1.5 million he gave. You and I have been critical of Kyrie the leader, Kyrie the player. But Kyrie the person here deserves a ton of credit. Uh, for doing this for a bunch of players that uh, again don't make a ton of money that opted out for for their each their their individual reasons so let let's let's give Kyrie okay, my some question
1: there. to you is how long should we declare the moratorium on Kyrie on, on Kyrie you know bashing uh, due to this extremely generous noble gesture that he has just uh, given us i think we've got a like
0: four episodes i think four more episodes we've got to <laughs> give Kyrie no no negativity
1: until until uh, right. september exactly right. september <laughs> september we're allowed if he does something because i thought about yet. tweeting that and i never got around to it you know that we got i got to declare a moratorium yes on Kyrie bashing
0: that, yeah you know, I, I, think, I think i no, think you
1: do there's no downside to what he's just done
0: no i, I think you know
1: so so what do we make
0: out of this lakers clippers deal last night? Um, Anything well, not other
1: enough, than you know, for entertainment. Yeah, it was fun to see, and you, as you pointed out, there, there was some star power, and even uh, you know, we had it, and we had they all had their moments. Even if LeBron's biggest one didn't come to the last two seconds, it came, and and uh, and all that. But you know, without Lou Williams and Mont- and Harold on one side, without their full work. By the way, you mentioned a guy I've been so fascinated by him, Caruso. I mean, just the look, you know, the headband of the the, the the hairline, the. The, you're right. He looks like he's he should be getting a retirement party, and, and he's not a bad basketball player. How about the play? He made a big, big play. That steal Huge and he's saving the ball going out of bounds, and he uh, he knows how to play this game. This Alex Caruso. Try game? to get
0: Alex Caruso on the show, Bob. Should I try he's to? He's going get to him? be in this
1: bit. league a long time. I think you know people. He's going to have that niche. He's going to have that wily veteran. He's already got wily veteran. It <laughs> looks like
0: he's know. been in the league for long. Now, I
1: mean, oh, I, another guy, I knew you would appreciate this. I thought about this last night in anticipation of, of, of getting together this morning. Dion Waiters. And I know you must have some real interesting thoughts about Dion I Waiters, do, right? I, I, I just, I don't see, just so people know, we have never discussed Dion Waiters, but I know my Jeff Goodman and he's got to have a Dion Waiters story. But let me tell you one thing about this that I don't know if you do know, but um, this was not secondhand. This is firsthand, his mouth to my ears. In 2012, January 2012, I was down in Providence covering a Syracuse-Providence game. And Jim Beheim said to me that Deion Raiders was the best offensive player he's ever had.
0: <laughs> I'm just
1: boy. telling you, he might yeah. deny it if he said it now, but he
0: said it to me. Um, I've known Deion since he was in AAU ball. And, I kind of figured uh, that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's, he's always entertaining. Uh, Dion's a guy that will say it like it is, um, has made his share of mistakes, certainly with the gummy bears being the most recent one. The gummy bears on the plane, remember? Yeah. Right. Took a gummy bear that, you know, had something in it that, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably wasn't the smartest move. But listen, Dion's perfect for that team coming off in the second unit. Perfect because he could, he could score the ball yeah. like very few, and he's got no conscience, and you need that. I, you you got to have one guy, I feel like, on your second unit oh, that just comes in to score, sc- like Vinny Johnson-esque,
1: right? you got to well, have – uh, Well, Lou Williams is a perfect con- example. Yeah. But uh, you're right. Oh, Vinny, you know, Vinny, because he's a – The Celtics don't have that. The
0: no. Celtics don't have that guy, Bob. Oh, no. What worries me about Boston is – like, even Utah has, like, Jordan Clarkson. Now, some days he's great. He yeah, was great last night.
1: 23 Terrific. points last night.
0: Terrific. Now, some nights he's going to be one for 11. The Celtics, I feel
1: like that's their biggest. I totally agree with you. I've been screaming out for a couple of years about that That lack. Uh, you know, remember, if they could even get – what if they could, you know – Your boy, you know, don't we, say Carson we, Edwards. 2008, Eddie House. That's yeah. get Eddie House back, you know. That's yeah. what – Something like that. Veteran. They need a veteran who can
0: come in. And, again, I, I, I get Jordan Crawford. Obviously, enough teams passed on him for a reason, right? They passed on him until the Nets took him, and they're tanking anyway. But but a guy like that that I think has some credibility out there that guys are going to respect, they're going to have to guard him, and they know he's out there to, to get buckets. And, a guy
1: that – I here's the category I came up with years ago uh, – the kind of guy that puts down under occupation on his income tax return registered jump shooter. Yes, yes, yes. They need some. And you also mentioned another guy earlier we talked about. Of course, what is J.J. Reddick, if not that, right Ooh. now, the
0: stage of his career, right? I mean, imagine like J.J. Reddick on the Celtics. Oh, right now, right now, this, right. Oh, oh. On this okay. Celtics team right now yeah. with Brad's yep. system? Yep, yep, yep. Go ahead. Jacket twenty times, JJ. I'm not going to yell at you. Keep, keep I mean, if Marcus Smart has the green light to jacket six, eight, ten times a game from three. What, what would Brad allow JJ to shoot
1: from half court? <laughs> right. Yeah, but I'm so glad you brought that up because it's it is something that I've been really saying for a couple it, years about this.
0: That, that it's it's definitely an issue. I mean, I can't wait. We, you know, we're we're recording this Friday morning. Uh, the Celtics will play tonight against Milwaukee in a in a in a big game in a sense. Just because yeah. you want to see a Intriguing, couple. Of games.
1: How about this one? Intriguing game. Well I mean, you gotta see Kemba.
0: I mean yeah. to me if Kemba's not Kemba, they have no, zero no. shot. Zero. No, no, of, no. coming out of the East. If if Kemba's Kemba and Tatum's got that juice that he yeah. had before the 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 layoff, then I think then they have a chance to beat Milwaukee. I, I, I really believe that Um, especially again, we've talked about this, the Eric Bledsoe factor, you know, they don't have Brogdon now. I, I just think there's enough things there that when it gets to crunch time, I just still worry about, uh, anybody other than the guy named Giannis.
1: But does that open the door for Toronto if, more, even you know, right now more than? I don't
0: think so. I, I don't. But I, you can't count them out because of their DNA,
1: right? Their toughness. They they really showed us a lot this year. Nick Nurse who's going to be the coach of the year. I think yep, was going to show be. us a lot. Siakam has taking going way up, and he, he's he, dare I say he's raised this game to the to the next level. Yes, he's done that. Uh, a guy I I liked from the time I watched him in college, Van Bleet. Yeah. I, I was always I was a, definitely a fan of his in college, but I mean I like that team. I mean, they're they're an easy team to root for, I think. And and uh, Marcus is healthy back, you know. They're, I, beware! Don't. There know, is,
0: any uh, is there any pressure on anybody in, in this kind of restart? Like you think about it, and you say to yourself, "Well, if if the season had played out." there would have been some okay. pressure on Brad Stevens because if he had lost, if the Celtics had got knocked out in, say, the first round with all this talent and Tatum playing the way he is and Jalen Brown doing what he's doing and if Kemba was healthy, is there any pressure on anybody or is it kind of a throwaway deal now where you get a mulligan mm-hmm. no matter what because of, of what has happened with well,
1: our I team. think the team is- – Considerably fits that category is Milwaukee. I think they got to finish the deal now. They're fifty-three and twelve. I, I still can't believe it myself. You know, right? I think we've talked about this. I'm not. I'm, I'm just. That's I, I look at the roster and I go, well, How is this happening?" And and their defensive numbers are tremendous. I know. I mean, I know who's the best player is. You know, and Mid- Middleton. I got to give him his due. Middleton is now a certified All Star. He's, he's a he's a certified All Star. But I still, I'm, I'm just yeah can't I'm with you I'm I with can't you deal with the idea that they're this good unless he's just that transcendent that things just happen and you know what uh, it is know.
0: too Bob you know what it is their chemistry is so good because of him being their their star, and he's so unselfish and yeah. he just gets it in every single way that I, I think the locker room you know you know how important that is right like yeah, no, i've like seen there's him. there's talent, and yeah. obviously that's important. But the separation, the disparity in the talent between the rest of the league isn't that great. Right. Like most of the players in, in in the NBA, it's minimal. You probably have 20 players that are at a different level. And then you got everybody else. And it's like like this. So I think chemistry um and, and the locker room is so much more important. And and that's why Milwaukee, and they don't have off nights. They don't have they find a way to win because um even if Giannis is having a bad game, something, you know, they, they just, they're, they're clicking in all cylinders. They're not playing selfish basketball and they're guarding.
1: Yeah. And, and they're well-coached. Right. They're, right. They're,
0: they're he does a great coached.
1: job. Yeah. They're, they're well-coached. Now I, that it's, I'm just, it's just, I guess I'm guilty of being superficial, looking for more names. <laughs> that, that, well, that You, you, you haven't me. completely bought in
0: and I don't think anybody has. And that's why when you look at Milwaukee as such a favorite in the East, you say to yourself, how? Philly's got way more talent. The Celtics have more talent. Um, yeah, there's just, I mean, a- again, it is incredible. Oh,
1: this Philly thing. I, I know I've been, I'm, I'm a broken record on this. I can't wait to see what Phillies are going to look like and, and, and how they're going to be affected. No, there was no more bizarre set of circumstances in terms of winning and losing in the league than Philadelphia's home road discrepancy. Their home road discrepancy was for a team with that kind of talent that they, you know, would be so woeful on the road and, and, you know, I can see them being dominant. And now that doesn't matter. No. Oh, and all that out the window. So you talk about you clean slate. You're talking about, you know, get that blackboard on the bracer out, and let's start all over here. I'm curious as hell to see how they're going to play, not to mention this idea of Simmons as a <clears throat> four. I mean, what no, is I that?
0: Like? I don't know how much that's going to be like him as a real four or, or if they're just going to run their offense through him in the half court at, at, the elbow, you know, I yeah, just
1: wonder, right. It's positionless stuff anyway, you know, and then meanwhile, you know, then there's Embiid who can, you know, he can drop 35 on you easily. And no, they're, they're fascinating to
0: me. But their I mean, problem is chemistry. Like yeah, I said, Milwaukee, the exactly. biggest difference between Milwaukee and Philly is what chemistry yeah. period. It's, it's the fact that Milwaukee plays like a, a final machine where Philly the pieces, when you try to put them together, the mechanic tries to put them together, they just don't fit. They don't fit correctly. Right. A, a lot of that is on management to me. Like why, why you would have Embiid, why you paid Al Horford all that money. You had Embiid, Horford, Tobias Harris. Like it just doesn't fit together. And, and, and that's that's part of what makes Milwaukee so good is their pieces fit together. Not so like well. to mention
1: the, the Shake Milton saga. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, talk about whoa! Out of uh, nowhere, now. Yeah. What, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, they they to me they're they're a, the most absolutely intriguing team. Yeah, it just uh, uh we have no idea what to expect. None. I, I, I well, want to Brett
0: Brown, out. listen, we, we we you talked about it just now of 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 Milwaukee needing potentially to win. You know, because Giannis, people think, well, if they don't, does Giannis demand a trade or something like that? Well, Philly's probably the one. Brett Brown is the one guy that you would say – I mean, D'Antoni to some degree too because of his contract situation and his age and everything like that. If they don't win in the first round, maybe they get rid of D'Antoni. But yeah. that, that might have come anyway. Brett Brown, this this stretch could determine Brett Brown's future. And I've, we, I've said this on the program. I feel like if, if a move is made with Brett Brown, just watch the name Jay Wright. I'm not sure he takes it. But if I'm if I'm the Sixers, that's who I go after.
1: Yeah, I think they. I think that's such a, a an assumption that everyone has. Definitely, the other another team, by the way, that I'm. You know, I'm curious. Not you know, it's Houston. You know, you, you, you touch upon it. The whole Westbrook Harden juxtaposition uh, thing. Uh, you know, still. You know, uh, and the way they were playing when we last saw them, the ultimate small ball yeah, thing. They talk you know, the, the ultimate small ball thing. I mean, they. I, I wrote an entire column in Basketball Times about. Uh, about the uh, last game that I saw, you know, with them play in which they barely used a guy over six, five.
0: PJ Tucker, I'm telling you, he's like my height. He's like six, three and a half.
1: And and they beat the Celtics with that, with that team. How how far can you go in that, with this ultimate small ball in the year 2020? That's mm-hmm. it. But you know, it's good. We think about all these issues we've touched upon, uh, you know, different issues with these teams, which is, this is great. You know what I'm saying? It's not a, it's not a, right. We're talking hoop. We're talking about styles. We're talking about personalities. We're talking about, uh, you know, mesh. We're talking about, you know, you know the, the dynamics that make sport not a game. They're not played by robots. You know, they're played by people. The people have to perform. They have to get along, you know, but uh, you know, these teams all have this inner dynamics. We will not even get, we only not go near the, you know, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets or the Washington Wizards and their, and their issues.
0: But, no, we don't need to waste time with it's that. It's
1: great one. to have this all this back. And I just hope that it, you know, I hope because what's happening in baseball, is scary. You know, yeah,
0: baseball. You're seeing college football but, now. But the bubble
1: these, things. So far, so good. So far, so good. And, listen. you know, I, I hope it, you know.
0: I think really I changes. think the NBA will, will be okay. I really do. Uh, and, unless Lou Williams, you know, gets another furlough. Uh, and leaves the bubble and and goes for his wings again, which, you know, those wings might have been great, my man, but you could have you could have gotten him to, to go. You I mean, I him mean to
1: really, go. you know, whatever happened to Chick Fil A? You know, come on, you know. I mean, oh,
0: Chick Fil uh, I I'd, I'd be yeah. all in for Chick Fil A right now. I don't know if I can go to the North Shore Mall and 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 if that, if that's but, right. you know, but but it, heard you heard me an idea.
1: It, it's yeah. Anyway. So, Louie, yeah, Lou had a, a minor lapse in judgment. Let's just put it minor, that way. Minor
0: <laughs> lapse in judgment. But ho- hopefully the bubble will stay uh, stay pretty tight, and it, it has. And, and I'm glad we, we can talk actual uh, games, players, and, uh, you know, I got to let you go because you got to get ready for this big Orlando-Brooklyn bro- game. This yeah, I great. have
1: to get psyched up. I I may have to take a nap, you know, and get ready so I don't miss – and there and were risk falling asleep and missing even you a millisecond what? of this Six, monster let me for say sure. this: one of my a guy that I really like is in, in that game, and that's Booker. I do. I am a big Booker fan. Uh, yeah, no.
0: Listen, uh, I'll give you
1: that.
0: Booker. A, Booker is good, and and uh, again, listen. The bottom line is, at least when we flip on the TV now, uh, we have we have actual games. Whoever's playing, and uh, next week, we'll, we'll. I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk oh. about. That'll be the good part. Is now we won't be waiting for things to talk about. There'll 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 be plenty oh. of. It plan. Right. So, right. Listen, have a great weekend.
1: See and, you. Uh, we'll go, go ahead. You know, go hit him, hit him straight.
0: Uh, I, mean, I think I might go to the range just to see if how, how, how bad I, how much work I really need from, I got to
1: get out there because I'm, I'm doing a scramble in a couple weeks. And yeah, you, you know, should get out there. So I got to get out there. And, right. and First I do step. live, you know, five minute walk from a golf course. so I, I have no excuse.
0: There you go. All right. <laughs> Listen, have a good weekend. I okay, we'll see soon. you, Jeff. You got it. Bye Bob.